0: The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy, the minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really.
1: Happen. And um, the understanding that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. I show you how deep the rabbit hole
0: The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ.
1: I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world.
0: Media presents Conspiracy with PJ and Amy
1: And that's the thing about conspiracy theories is like it's sometimes they're not going to be true and it's okay there's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research it is what it is
0: Hello everyone and welcome to season two, episode twenty-five of Conspiracy Pilled, your favorite mostly hinged conspiracy podcast. Tonight we are talking about the Pleiadians, Nordic alien spirit guides, and all of the sexy Pleiadian babes and hot Pleiadian hunks you can handle. Uh, as per Abby's request. I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me in the studio today, uh is Abby Libby. How you doing, Abby?
1: With you in the studio. In in your My studio. My studio that belongs to me.
0: I was invited.
1: Yeah, but I'm rethinking that. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> how's it going today?
1: It's it's going, it's going. I think we have maybe a couple. Yeah, yeah. Turn my turn my mic up. God damn it, PJ. All
0: right, sorry, <laughs> working on it.
1: Ah, but we have a couple locals subscribers to shout out. So, uh, PJ is better at reading names. Go for it.
0: Uh, we have Nurse underscore, and I can't read them from here. And uh, Larios Falcon. Cool. cool. Both with annual subscriptions. So, thank you for coming over and supporting us thank annually you. and getting all the bonus unhinged content you can handle. We also have Scott. You're gonna have to read again. The screen's uh, like all the way Scott.
1: Over well, it's it's. Listen, last name. Scott. <laughs> thank you, Scott. I
0: appreciate you. Yes. For your monthly support to locals, <laughs> don't forget to come over to conspiracypill.locals.com and sign up and get our bonus unhinged content that comes out every Thursday night. And uh, you guys could also support us at Rockfin.com slash build if you want to catch it live. Uh, But yeah, just thank you guys so much for supporting the show.
1: Yeah, thank you. Shut up, PJ.
0: What are we talking about, Abby?
1: (laughs) We're talking about the Pleiadians. And we're not mentioning very much (laughs) their physical appearance because it's mostly irrelevant.
0: It's mostly irrelevant.
1: Mostly. Yeah. This is the type of alien that most often tricks people. People into believing it's good. We've been talking about ants (laughs) (laughs) by being sexy. Like it's something about a beautiful person that you're more likely to trust, I guess. We're all Yeah, I
0: don't think anybody I don't think anybody's really too into the Grays. No. Yeah. That would
1: be really weird. I don't want to know if anyone's into the Grays.
0: I don't want to know either.
1: Yeah. Okay, so this is the third. No, the fourth. This is
0: the third of three. Uh, yeah. Episodes essentially on the main uh, type of alien sightings you see in the West. I know some people are like, oh, there's way more alien types. Of course there is. We're just yeah. talking about like if you're generally like looking into like what are the what are the aliens that people are seeing mainly in talking in, like about said, in a the lot. West am um, being talked about the most. You're going to talk about the Grays, which we did an episode on. The reptilians, which we did an episode on two weeks ago, and now the third part of the series, the Nordics or the Pleiadians,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, sexy alien spirit guides, whatever we want to call them.
1: We're not calling them that. <laughs> <laughs> and we did talk about the Anunnaki previously, but though that's a group of alien Well, no, beings. that's
0: it's important, but like even the lead researcher or the lead person mm-hmm. pushing the reptilian theory is saying these are the same thing. These are the same The Anunnaki yeah. are the reptilians. So well, we're that's kind of about... why I didn't include them in this yeah. series of yeah.
1: Well, it kinda seems like maybe it's all the same picture, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to there. Degree. Yeah. So the Pleiadians Screen share. Hey, look, it's an image. Okay, when when people see that, when we talk about the aggregate of of experiences with these beings, when when you take one person's weird story about a hot blonde chick who wants to sleep with you, is 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 easy to dismiss. But when you start to take the aggregate of all of these encounters. Uh, this is kind of what what we come to. They all claim to be from the Pleiades. They're sometimes called the Nordics because they kind of look Scandinavian, but that's that's racist, isn't it? We can't <laughs> call them the Nordics. That's that's wrong. Stop stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, but blonde hair, blue eyes, fair skin, Aryan. Let's call them Aryan.
0: That's not offensive in any that's way. That's not
1: remotely offensive. Let's just do that for the rest of the show. Yeah, we're, the, the Aryans <laughs> from now on. And. The, I guess the weirdest part is they're generally reported to be quite a bit taller than humans, between eight and fourteen feet tall. Even the women. Even the women. Even, even the, the, women, the women. I guess. Hot. <laughs> if you're into that, I guess. Uh, here's some. Here's some more. Um, Do you
0: mind pulling up the rumble chat for me I, on the screen? I. D- it's over there. Oh yeah. There we go. I just want to make sure that we can see it. So. It's it's
1: like. It, <laughs> <laughs> Freda in the chat's like, Abby, are you an alien? Because you're a babe. Thanks, Freda. I, I'm not gonna answer that uh that question. So
0: you can ask me if I am <laughs> no one, uh, oh, okay. no one wants that. to ask you that.
1: <laughs> All right. More fan art of PJ's favorite aliens. <laughs> 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 just uh just super fit perfect. Uh yeah, humanoid creatures. So yeah, Uh, I usually don't do the clicking. It's usually PJ. So uh, it's uh, apologies, apologies. Show is ruined. Yeah, the show is ruined. I'm a I'm a terrible with technology. I don't. I couldn't be. I couldn't genuinely could not do this without this guy. That's why we put up with him because he can. He can do stuff. Yep. Yep. Okay. When you Google Pleiadians on a desktop computer. Not on mobile. <laughs> when, you Google when you Google
0: on a computer, <laughs> as humans do, you will find things on the the interwebs okay, that okay. the humans use. Shut
1: up. When you Google Pleiadians, if you're on a desktop, the very first hit is this super strange IRS document from 1996. If you're on mobile, it is the second hit after Wikipedia. That's what I was trying to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well just just because Wikipedia comes up on the side with when you're on a desktop.
1: Exactly. All right. So here we go. Here's the document. Um we're gonna
0: Can I just say in the research of this episode, like when normally we research a topic, you find a lot of Here's what they are, and here's like all of the, you know, like here's what you want to know about this thing. And in the Pleiadians, you find almost none of that at the top of any search. It's really something. Well, it's something we'll get into more. Weird stuff. Every way that we search in the Pleiadians, you get weird results on the top. Whether you're looking on Google Podcasts or whether you're looking on Google or or just anywhere. Yeah. Uh, TikTok, whatever. So here's what we got. This is uh, 1992. It says March 26, 1992, and a lot of redactions. Right at the top has your, you know, employees redacted, the, the key dr- district is redacted. It says, Dear Applicant, we have considered your application for recognition of exemption from the federal income tax under Section 501c3 of the Internal Revenue Code and have concluded that you do not qualify under that section for the reasons herein set forth. You are incorporated under the laws of the state of, bl- of redacted, redacted, in redacted for the purpose, as stated in your Articles of Incorporation, to further the... To further the development of human potential through exploring new boundaries and territories of our existing paradigm. It, and that's a great business logo. You know how every business has to have a mission statement now? I want like Arby's to have something like that. It's like, come here and buy a sandwich so you can, you know, explore your develop human yeah. potential through the exploring of new boundaries on roast beef. Uh, it is stated in a narrative description of your purpose. That you are acting as a vehicle for the dissemination of the message of the Pleiadians. To quote from your literature, quote, the Pleiadians are of... Hold on, that is re- really word The great.
1: Pleiadians of our... Coll- yeah, okay, I just want to make sure I
0: wasn't <laughs> reading that wrong. The, this is how you know the business is legit, is because their first sentence at the top of their mission statement is, the Pleiadians of our a collective <laughs> of extraterrestrials from the star system of Pleiades. The Pleiadian culture is another... Or is ancient... Sorry, there's like some...
1: There's a blot. This, yeah,
0: there's like a blot on the segment. Pleiadian culture is ancient and was seeded from another universe of love long before Earth was created. They have formed ideals. They formed a tremendous society which operates with love, with ideas, and ideals that we are yet unfamiliar with. The, thank you. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> small. The Pleiadians call themselves our ancient family because many of us come from the Pleiades to participate in the new experiment on Earth or of Earth. The Pleiadians are now here as ambassadors from another universe to help Earth through her difficult transition from the third dimension to the fourth dimension and assert each of us in our personal endeavors of awakening, remembering, and knowing. You are the successor of the sole proprietorship of Redacted Redacted that had the same purpose and conducted the same activities that you presently engage in. Redacted is your president, executive director, and trustee. Love it. It's all it's one employee. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> one cult leader. One cult
0: leader. It is asserted that Redacted communicates directly with the Pleiadians, and through her, uh, and through her, their message is brought to Redacted. Individuals who participate in your activities, she does not see the Pleiadians, but senses their presence through these channeling sessions. The experience of communication with other than physical forms of intelligence occurs. The Pleiadians' message is one of working and living in harmony so as to create planetary role model of behavior.
1: Okay, so at this point, it goes into IRS speak for, you guys are not a nonprofit. Get, get out of here. That's all it really yeah. says, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's the IRS document. That's the first hit. I have never, ever Googled something other than this and come up with a tax document. Or anything like that. It's the most interesting Google hit I think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And it's the very first one. Yeah. And we were trying to look into this and figure out, like, okay, why is this coming up first? Is it super important? Is it like, is it part of the conspiracy theory that everybody's talking about? And all I found was a couple of TikToks showing the document saying, see, the Pleiadians are real. They have an IRS document.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, <laughs> if the IRS,
0: denies you you. 501c3 that means you the aliens are real
1: the aliens are real that's that's yeah seems legit to me all right so when you when you start digging into where the Pleiadians came from who started to first see them first talk about them the guy who comes up is Billy Meyer uh he looks he
0: is not a sexy Pleiadian for you guys listening yeah
1: just in case you were you thought that from his name and from what I'm about to tell you about him, he's he's actually not sexy. Um, he claims to have had hundreds of contacts with Pleiadians, starting when he was five in 1942. This guy is is weird and very anti-Semitic. When he has channeled the Pleiadians in the past and and put out these prophecies, these prophecies that come from the Palladians, uh blame the jews for all sorts of stuff that's yeah when <laughs> we say
0: he's anti-semitic it's not like oh he's a conspiracy theorist therefore as yeah. you so often see this guy was like no the aliens told me everything is the jews fault
1: basically yeah
0: like explicitly yeah
1: a lot. and uh this is not the first or last time i think that <laughs> the pleiadians seem to do this no. uh, uh this guy was i think his story was initially true and then because he got famous on it, he started to go off into hoaxing. Because by the end of his tenure, uh, he's absolutely, completely full of crap. So he he puts out this photo that he says is a photo he took of a UFO. PJ, what is this?
0: That's a trash can lid for, for you guys listening. <laughs> and it's very obviously a trash can <laughs> lid stuck in a tree or superimposed Super, in front of a yeah. tree.
1: Gotta love that Photoshop. Yeah, I mean,
0: it looks kind of like a hub tire, but I, apparently they matched this to the trash can that it came from. Yeah, it's a trash can lid. It's amazing. Uh, can I say this really quick about no. like the hoaxing? Shut you up. Said you think yeah. <laughs> you said you think that he was did did see something, experience something as a kid. Yeah, with, with the contact, and then he became a hoaxer afterwards. Yeah, I I don't think that that's even a bad take because there's so many people who this is like proven for, like that they that they've done stuff like this was like. They had a real thing. Everybody around them confirmed it was real. And later, they just wanted to keep recreating it or st- yeah. stick with the thing. Fam- one of the people we're going to bring up a little bit, and this won't ruin anything you're talking about, is Helena Blavatsky. And mm-hmm. her whole family was against her whole, everything. And when she went home one time, like it, her entire Christian family, who thought she was demonic possessed and, and awful and evil and one of the most evil women in the world, I wonder all, why confirmed, they <laughs> all confirmed that she was levitating shit around the house. And like crazy like cr- doing insane things and it was not a trick. Like, uh so later on when her and some of her friends got caught faking certain magic shows, hmm. the excuse there is like, well, we can't do it on command, and you guys are asking us to for money. So it's right. like I can see that. Anyway.
1: Once once you introduce fame and money and power into the situation, you start to have an incentive right. to. And then I think it starts to be easy to justify. Um because like, well, well, it is real, so you it know. is
0: real. I can do this thing, but I just can't do it on command every right. Tuesday I have seen nine, UFOs, so, and
1: they look yeah. like my trash can lid, so let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> my husband's in the chat saying, just got back to my station from a fire. Y'all can start now. My husband's a firefighter, in case you didn't know that. So, yeah. Proud of you, John. fun. Yeah. Me too.
0: You're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> we took PJs. I know, I know Abby will never say that. You're my hero.
1: <laughs> every... Every single one of my friends that I introduce to my husband <laughs> decides they prefer my husband to me. It is, it's, it's there like, are, there are reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's classic. Classic. No, you, mar- you married a stand up guy. He's, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I guess he's all right. I guess all. anyway. Enough about John. Hero. God. Oh, Hero. my God. <laughs> Where am I? Okay. Oh, oh. So, so he he uh, popularized this in the 1950s, and he was not the only person to see them. A lot of people were seeing them, and for a while, the Pleiadians were the most common alien encounter. Yes, and then the Greys it took was, took over. Yeah, as if you, the most if you common. listen to our
0: episode about the Greys, Betty and Barney Hill popularized the Greys, but until that point, it was the Pleiadians almost exclusively, mm-hmm. outside of like a few other random encounters and different things. But like the majority of it was Pleiadians.
1: Yeah, so what we're what we're continuing to look at is again an aggregate of all of these encounters because we don't have time on a one hour show to go into every single encounter, um, but we have a couple documents written by true believers who have kind of aggregated all this data.
0: Right. So and they're
1: they're speaking about them fairly scientifically.
0: Yeah, and just because we're doing an aggregate of the Pleiadians and the Greys and the Reptilians, I know some people are like, why did you cover this? It's like, we're going to talk more about, th- we have more yeah. shows to go. We'll cover some of these things in greater detail, but this is, like we said, an overview. Yeah,
1: this is just sexy. Pleiadians, sexy, sexy
0: Pleiadians 101.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. That is literally the name Stole of this it class. right out of my mouth. Yeah. All right. If you could read a little bit from this document.
0: All right, so you want me to start with the Pleiades are located in the constellation of Taurus? Yeah,
1: let's do that. All right, the
0: Pleiades are located in the constellation of Taurus, the Bull. They are visible to the naked eye during the winter months in the northern hemisphere. They are sometimes mistaken for the Little Dipper. In the Bible, the Pleiades are known as the Seven Sisters or the Daughters of Seven.
1: That's not in the Bible, but
0: It is not in the Bible. We'll talk about what is in the Bible later, but Yeah. It's, it gets <laughs> Indians have a folktale that these uh that they that says, sorry, it's weird when it does that. Yeah. To me. That says, seven Indian maidens were being chased by a bear. They rose into the sky and became the Pleiadians. The Devil's Tower in Wyoming shows the bear claws of the bear that was chasing them. The Pleiadians also show up in ancient Egyptian and Mayan cultures. Is there a connection? In 1771, an astronomer named Charles Messer was the first to chart the Pleiades. From atop a hotel in Paris, he charted 45 stars in the system. The Pleiades became designated M45. Located 500 light years from Earth on the planet called ERA, just 10% smaller than ours, lives a group of humans we call the Pleiadians. They live in a system of 254 blue suns located in the area around the sun we call Tigeta. In a slightly higher vibration slash dimension, another timeline also.
1: That's something that keeps coming up, is that not only are they <gasps> from space, from another planet, and Our a specific system. system that we're being pointed to, they're also higher dimensional. I've seen some people say fifth dimension um, and from a different timeline. So it's like there are all kinds of not from here. All kinds. Every kind. (laughs) Higher vibration,
0: dimension, timeline, everything. Uh, So it says 400 million humans live on ERA. Earth was selected long ago by their ancestors because of the similarities. The rotation of ERA is 365 and a quarter days. Mm 23 hours and 59.4 seconds. ERA is one of the four inhabited planets in their system of nine. An hour is called the odor. <laughs> Day is Musil. Month is Asar. They have 13 months with a compensation uh, every 23 years. What does that even mean? With a Oh, a compensation month every? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <clears throat> every 23 years. ERA is one half second out of time of our reality.
1: Yeah. So this this document goes on and on. I want to show you another one. Th- this is just this is the way that people who who believe these things and study these things talk, like, as if it's an encyclopedia entry. Like this is just what it is, and this is where the planet is. and
0: very matter of factual,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's this combination of the information they're getting is this combination of these physical encounters people talk about, but also this channeling thing that we're going to talk about more, where people seem to. Not even physically meet these people, but just to channel them, like it says in the IRS document. So here's another one.
0: Yeah, so uh, by the way, the channeling thing is so much of everything you find that if you look for podcasts explaining this, you'll scroll through page after page after page of like Christine Day and a few others who are like just doing hour and two hour long channelings yeah. and talking about portals. So if you really want to see this show succeed, give us a five star review on iTunes and make sure that this show... <laughs> Shows up for the Pleiadians above, you know, 97 hours of Christine Day uh, going, the the Pleiadians are talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so weird. If you've ever listened to her, you'll get that. Uh, Yeah, this this document is from mysticknowing.com. Did you just have it's you a, yeah, say it's a gl-
1: it's just a glossary entry uh, mm-hmm. in this mysticknowing.com. I was I was gonna comp- I was I was thinking about complimenting you on on the segue into the self promotion. it was, yeah, it was it, pretty right? it was pretty slick. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> All right.
0: Pleiadians are an ancient race of humanoids that share Lyrin DNA. Normally they normally they look like tall, blonde haired, blue-eyed humans, and many are mingling with and among humanity here on Gaia to increase the planet's resonance by awakening, assisting in healing, calming, educating, and guiding those humans requesting it. To have clarity about what is happening while the planet and some humans are in giant are in this giant void, moving into higher frequencies and quantum field of compassion. Giving can you just put quantum in front of everything? The quantum field of compassion, giving and receiving. Like it just sounds legit if you say quantum compassion.
1: Yeah. Somebody
0: tell me if quantum compassion is like a, a quantum <laughs> the and the field, and the quantum field of compassion, giving and receiving compassion to the self first and then to others. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Pleiadians are kind, positive, patient, and supporting humanity to reclaim the power we had within. They are telepathic and empathic. They speak clearly and to the point. They frequently enter our dreams to assist. I'm sorry. Yeah. They speak clearly and to the point. I've listened to your channeling. Yeah. They sure as hell do not.
1: They they don't.
0: (laughs) They they frequently enter our dreams to assist in giving clear new information to prepare us for new experiences. Pleiadians support us to build a positive energy field without, in all capital letters, (laughs) judgment, blame, guilt, shame, or punishment. Humans need to allow their imagination guide. Uh, humans need to allow their imagination guide them in this process. I love that they don't. Have,
1: the, the, the grammar. The, this, the grammar and all of this.
0: I just want to read that great. Humans need to allow their imagination guide them in this
1: process. <laughs> Every single document we've pulled up so far has has significant spelling and grammar errors. The, the
0: Pleiadians maintain their own form. Or mentally change forms to fit the situation they're addressing. (laughs) They can present uh, as tall or short, male or female, human or animal that is found on Earth. They display or mimic the aura of, of the form and lower, in capital letters, their resonance into that form. Biology—it's like I'm reading a Trump tweet. <laughs> Biology can be created to match any culture they visit during any, any! period of time. That's the yeah for every every capitalized <laughs> word. We're gonna read it yeah. together. Uh, time traveling through different eras on Earth's timeline is simple because they view time from five Ds, no time or space of the quantum field. So yeah, it was fourth dimension in the last hmm. time. Now it's the fifth dimension.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Scrolling down a little bit in here, we get right there. again to a statement of how how populated this uh, this planet era is. 400 yeah, million so people. 400, it, well, this so document says 400,000, but it, it's 400 million. The other yeah, one says they, 400 million.
0: Yeah, you're right. Every document is 400 million. That one is a typo. Yeah. But it, it's supposed to be 400 million. 400. So it's saying the planet is... 10% smaller than Earth, and the... Can I actually... Can you go back to that one? Yeah, I'm going to read this, actually. Yeah. It says, a Pleiadian planet, ERA, is 10% smaller than Earth, with a population of about 400 million... That's a typo. Because people, they feel... uh f- Sorry. About 400 million people, because they feel that it is ideal for a healthy, well-run planet. People of ERA are telepathic, having no need for external communication devices... There is no need for currency. All the resources are shared, and material goods are given freely to the people based on their contribution to the society.
1: They're commies.
0: They are. Commies. They're space commies. Sexy space. space communists. It should have been <sighs> the title of this episode. Amazing.
1: <laughs> Sexy space communists. <laughs> Going back to this first document for just a second, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to do the last couple. If you would read the last few paragraphs there.
0: Yeah, so it says the Pleiadians say they are not superhuman with great powers as we think. They are men and women like us who benefit from the knowledge of the many lifetimes. They are not teachers, missionaries or way preparers. They do not come on behalf of any god to give us the long awaited peace. God does not confer any obligation on them. They understand our right of free will to evolve on our own. Peace will only come when the earth uh, when the earth human takes responsibility for his own future and learns to create his own reality. Mm. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) relying on our believing that someone else or some other power is going to bring peace will not make it happen. They feel an obligation to other life forms to help them, but not to interfere. There is no plan to land on the White House lawn. They have listened to the thoughts of all the governments. (laughs) Damn. Uh, and And know that all earthly governments are only thirsty for power. An examination of the thoughts of our leaders show them all to be power crazy individuals who look at extraterrestrials as sources of power to conquer the cosmos when in fact they cannot even create peace on their own world. I mean if they weren't commies I would say based for. <laughs> we are we are so we are too in, uh, we are t- Two. Uh, too to <laughs> to we are we are too enslaved. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are t- R2D2. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, I love the typos. We are, we are too enslaved, just how it should read. We are too enslaved by religion and delusions to have co- communication with them at this time. To expose themselves worldwide would cause panic. In the past, they have been revered as gods and have been forced to take over a planet which is of no interest to them. So I hate it when you're forced to conquer another <laughs> people. Uh, I, I don't even want to. I have no interest. I don't, do I have, do I have to? Yeah, we gotta conquer these people and like slaughter the men, women, and children. Ugh. So they, <laughs> darn. So they chose to select certain individuals who are capable of understanding the truth. <laughs> truth. We missed it. <laughs> Sorry. Let me try it again. So they <laughs> choose to select certain individuals who are capable of understanding the truth, truth and pass the <laughs> information to them, so that we may begin to know that we are not
1: we alone. are not alone. Okay. Just rewind a little bit. How many people? How many people Four, are on Era?
0: Four hundred million. Four
1: hundred. Why does that sound so familiar to me, PJ? It's
0: almost like Era. It has a perfect balance between humanity and nature. Mm. And with them being ten percent smaller than Earth, it, it would be less than five hundred million.
1: Oh, that's that sounds even more familiar. What is that from?
0: It's from the Georgia Guidestones.
1: Yeah. I was pretending I didn't know, by the way. I know.
0: I think the audience <laughs> got it.
1: I don't know. I feel like I had to explain it to them. <laughs>
0: She's too good of an actress.
1: I'm way too good of an actress. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm in plays and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The first the first tenant on the Georgia Guidestones was maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature.
0: It's almost like if a planet was just a little bit smaller than ours, that 400 million would be in perfect perpetual yeah. balance with nature.
1: Yeah, it kind of kind of makes you wonder where the guidestones people got their number from, and if it was from the Pleiadians. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I mean, they do. They're just like Earth commies. So yeah. Earth
1: commies. Speaking of that, maybe so they would
0: get their ideas from the space commies.
1: A lot of the ideas that it, the Pleiadians talk about, it on the surface, it's like love and light and resonance and chakras and like all these wonderful spiritual things that are like what you think you would want world peace and all that but then you dig a little deeper and it's they're very concerned about climate change they're very concerned about ecology they're very concerned about the overpopulation of the earth and and all of these things it's
0: almost like they want to kill a whole lot of people
1: yeah yeah
0: just maybe 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 they're the kind of race that would conquer civilization because they have
1: to yeah answered Seder on rumble says georgia guidestones built by sexy aliens confirmed confirmed
0: confirmed we you heard it, it here first folks you heard it here
1: uh, <laughs> 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 all, right. all right we uh have a new sponsor we do have a new sponsor very this is excited. one i'm
0: very excited about so we don't bring on a lot of sponsors you guys know we work with north arrow coffee who does uh gives 10 percent of every sale to or is it 15 percent I can never remember the number, but they give a certain percentage of every sale to uh, pro life causes. So we love supporting North Arrow Coffee, but we have a new sponsor, and it's uh, we don't bring on a lot because we only want to work with people that we really like, that we trust, that we know their products are good. And I've been using Healthy Cell personally for over a year now. I've been having, you know, I've always had problems with energy levels. I work a lot of weird hours. I'm tired constantly, and I've tried all kinds of vitamins and supplements and things like that to bring up my energy. And uh, Abby witnessed when I tried to go off Healthy Cell a few months ago and crashed. It, it was not awful not good. because I was so used to this great, uh, this great product. So I, I buy the Energy One. Uh, they're, it, they're basically this microgel that helps you to absorb uh, all these things. I'm just going to read from their website about their absorption. So it says microgel is the next generation nutrient delivery technology, replacing tablets, capsules, and powders, formulated by world leading nutritional scientists. This technology ensures maximum absorption. Uh, by releasing extremely small, soluble, ultra-bioavailable nutrient particles into the, into the digestive tract. Produced exclusively in the USA, Microgel is also a more natural way to, uh, to supplement free of synthetic binding glues, fillers, coatings, and flow agents listed as other ingredients in many supplements. So, this is basically a way that your body's not getting all those extra vitamins that you just piss out and they like, turn your pee orange and it's awful and it smells bad. Gross. You absorb you it all. It's good. It, it helps. And uh, they have a bunch too of different much kinds. So, um, Anyway, check out healthycell.com. If you guys want to support this show in the description of this show under our sponsors, you can click our link and then we will get a little kickback if you guys uh, enjoy Healthy Cell as much as I have. Again, I'm only saying this. We only brought them on as a sponsor because I use it and I love it. And I've told all my friends, I got my sister on it. She loves it. So, uh, yeah, welcome our new sponsor, Healthy Cell.
1: Yeah. Well, that's enough about PJ's pee and stuff. So, you all know on. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Okay, uh, the Pleiades. So, chat, do you know what the Pleiades are? Because I think that most people throughout history knew exactly how to find the Pleiades in the night sky. They feature really heavily in poetry, in art, in mythology. But I didn't know where they were. I didn't know how to find them in the night sky. So I'm going to show you, not that, this. Okay, so Orion... Is the constellation that I find the easiest. Do you know how to find Orion? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to assume that everyone knows how to find Orion because of the three stars in the belt. That seems to be the one that anyone who's remotely interested in the sky learns.
0: And I barely know how to find anything in the sky, but I do know how to find Orion's belt.
1: Yeah. So Orion is right next to this constellation called Taurus the Bull. And if you follow Orion's three stars. Here. I'll show you three belt and you should follow them straight up you get to this little star cluster right here and that's the Pleiades so the Pleiades are in Taurus and uh they are seven stars now if you if you look at history let me show you this one let me back this off just a little bit there we go this is the Pleiades so there is a lot of stars there, but to the naked eye, it used to be that you could see seven. Mm-hmm. And this is confirmed in mythology, confirmed in history. For some reason, it's only six now. And there is even stories in the mythology as to kind of explaining why where one went. Um,
0: Basically, they've been able to see seven now with telescopes, right? Like, yeah, it's just they're so close together now that they appear as one to the naked eye.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's um. It's kind of weird. Yeah, something happened up there at some point that changed how this this uh, star system, star cluster, appears. But they are physically related. They are moving in the same direction across the sky at the same rate. And historically, they were very important to the Mediterranean people. In particular, they delineated the safe sailing season. So when it was when it was safe for them to take their ships out, the the constellation would rise and and delineate that season. And uh, a lot of buildings, but in particular the Parthenon, is oriented to the rise of the Pleiades. I did not fun, realize that. Fun fact. Okay, cool. Fun factualness. So Factual here... facts. <laughs> facts. Conspiracy pills. Yeah. All right, the mythology. Let's look at the Greek mythology real quick. There's there's mythologies about the Pleiades in pretty much every culture. We, we briefly poked the one from Native Americans um, in that one document. But in, in Greek mythology, they were seven sisters. Nymphs, um companions of Artemis. Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. No no one
0: they're nymphomaniacs, so they are <laughs> the Pleiadians are a bunch of sexy communists, space communists.
1: Sexy, but Okay. Artemis, her her and her followers had all had vows of <clears throat> celibacy. They 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 did not do anything with men, um, or women or anyone. They were asexual.
0: The Pleiadians will friend zone you fast, bro. Yeah. She's the, not that into you. She,
1: they're not, they're not. They would rather shoot you with their bows and arrows than than uh, anything. So, the the <laughs> <laughs> the Pleiades weren't the only companions of Artemis, but they were part of her cohort. They are the daughters of Atlas, the Titan, and Pliny the Oce- the Oceanid. And kind of like the Native American story, they are being chased. In in Greek mythology, they're being chased by Orion across the sky, and they were put in the sky to escape him. Um, and then he followed them to the sky. We have a painting by a man called Elihu Vedder. This is of the the seven the seven sisters here. Mm-hmm. I, I like paintings about mythology. I don't know. <laughs> In the mythology, all but one of the sisters, even though they're companions of Artemis and they're not supposed to be sleeping with anybody, they, they all do. Weird. Um, they all have children by one of the major gods, except except one of them.
0: Oh, space sluts. Yeah,
1: Maya is the mother of Hermes by Zeus. A couple, you know, there's some kids with Zeus, some kids with Poseidon, some kids with Ares, and the one that disappears from the night sky. The story is that she married a human. She married Sisyphus, the philosopher, and uh. she became mortal, and that's why she disappeared. Uh, but yeah, let's. they also show up in the Bible. So I'm going to read a couple verses that talk about... First, I'm going to read a couple that just generally talk about the stars, and then a few that directly reference the Pleiades. So Genesis 1, 14 to 15, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. So the original purpose of the stars was to be signs for seasons, to, to help people like the Mediterranean people know when it was safe to sail and, and things like that. Isaiah 40, says, "Lift says, lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, By the greatness of his might and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Um, There's a bunch of verses along these same lines that basically say God knows the full number of the stars, they all have names, he knows all of their names, and he brings them out and sends them back in the rhythms that he decided. Um, It takes great care for all of them, and I've always liked that. Okay, now we get into specific references to the Pleiades in the Bible. Job 9, 9. Again, still talking about God. Who alone stretched out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea. Who made the bear and Orion, the Pleiades, and the chambers of the south. Who does great things beyond searching out and marvelous things without number. Next verse is Amos 5, 8. He who made the Pleiades and Orion and turns deep darkness into morning and darkens the day into night, and who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the earth. The Lord is his name. And last verse, Job 38, 31 to 33. Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth the Maseroth in their season or can you guide the bear with its children? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you establish their rule on earth? Can Can you?
0: I can't. I'm really not that super good at astrology stuff. Oh,
1: okay. So in each of these verses that directly references the Pleiades, it also directly references Orion. And two of the three verses also directly reference the bear. So it's... We, today, are significantly less concerned with the stars than the Bible was, and and most people throughout history. Right, yeah. But it is... Even though our culture doesn't See the significance. I think it is still significant that these beings are claiming to be from this particular star, star system. Yeah, for sure. It has featured really, really heavily throughout history and mythology, and uh, it's some of the brightest stars in the sky. The star cluster is is very bright. Uh, okay, I think, and I think that this is why belief in the Pleiadians is so religious. When you search Pleiadians. Online, on Google, like we did. After the IRS document. <laughs> after the IRS. After the IRS document, what you find is far less of any type of story that talks about a physical encounter. <coughs> and far more of people claiming to channel them and their message. Right. Saying, you know, I'm they're speaking through me. I'm channeling them. And it's always really weird to listen to. They have these weird ticks.
0: Yeah. I I pointed this out that, to me, it's weird. Okay. Like, there's... I think there are hoaxsters, obviously, but sometimes I really think these people are some type of possessed because they're doing the same type of weird ticks and noises and things like that you would see (laughs) in people who are actually possessed. If you've ever been around a a person who's demonically possessed, as I think you have, I have, uh, it really reminded me of that, and it felt very off putting because it, yeah, it has like (laughs) and like the weird like random noises and shit, and it's just. Odd.
1: I was listening to a guy. he keep going. <laughs> it was really, yeah. really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when w- the people who do this, the people who channel, they claim to be Pleiadian starseeds. Yes. And I was like, what does that mean? So I Googled it and I found this super helpful um, right.
0: yeah, article. Ho- hopefully this helps you guys. This is titled, What is a Starseed? And are you a starseed? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, if you've ever looked up at the night sky and felt an unexplainable and deep connection to the radiant beauty, you are likely to be a starseed awakening to your soul's connection to the stars and the universe around you. Starseeds are the children of the stars rising from stardust and divine light. They are... Be- <laughs> <laughs> I said I was going to do it this way. There are beings that have lived previous lifetimes on Earth and also experiences or experience life in other parts of the universe, possibly even on other planets or in different galaxies. Their souls can carry divine inner wisdom within the very core of their being and special abilities that may remain dormant until needed. They are deeply encoded with activation encryption that will allow them to unlock and retrieve this wisdom and talent at a special point in time so it may be utilized for a higher divine purpose. How do you know if you are a starseed? Deep down, you know you aren't like those around you.
1: Oh, (laughs) I'm I'm a starseed. Yep. You
0: have have grown up with a sense of misplacement, or you don't belong. You felt out of place and almost as though you were dropped to this earth without a compass. Starseeds have a deep yearning to find and go back to their true home. They long to fill an emptiness that they feel that will ignite the fire within their soul, giving them a sense of purpose. Starseeds are not off-put by conversations surrounding the supernatural or extraterrestrial. We are freaking starseeds, We seeds, are bro. totally <laughs> starseeds. They feel at ease discussing spiritual connections and universal forces. In fact, they thrive when they can freely discuss the in- intricacies of human existence and seek to understand their own place in this world.
1: Please never do that again. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How many, how, how many of you in the chat are starseeds? Just you know, show show yeah, by hands.
0: by this metric. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing I think that is the most awful yep. about this is that it takes something that is deeply true about the human experience. We all feel this way. Mm-hmm. We all feel out of place. Anyone with with a with a heart and a soul who looks up at the sky for any length of time feels that like awe at the beauty of what God created and there's so many verses in the bible of people like praise be to god who created all this stuff cuz that's that's the normal reaction right to looking at the stars is to give glory to, to god um and it's it's talking about you know this deep yearning to go home and a longing to fill the emptiness this is a longing for god if you're feeling these things this is this is an a, a knowledge that god exists in the universe and that there's a god-shaped hole in you he created you for a relationship with him and this type of rhetoric is just hijacking a set of emotions that's so true and then pretending it's supposed to point you in this other direction that you're secretly a starseed and the sexy aliens they they want you they want you they
0: want you those sexy alien babes yeah i mean this look if if you've ever described yourself as spiritual but not religious, and you read this, you're you are going to assume you're a starcy. Like, and that is the type that it draws.
1: Yes, anybody's like mostly into, women.
0: It's women who are into crystals and want to describe themselves as spiritual but not religious. If you've ever done yoga, you're a starcy. Like, it's all of that. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Guilty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> the idea of connecting to these beings telepathically, uh, channeling them. Receiving spiritual guidance uh, and knowledge from them, all this is very tied in with astrology, with tarot, with mm-hmm. chakras, etc. It's very shamanistic. Everyone we listened to who talked about this, it was all like, "You might be a star seed if you're always in your heart chakra." or you know th- if
0: you are kind to people
1: yeah let me put it this yeah. way
0: if you watch enough of these videos what you'll come to understand is that every person who wants to think good of themselves could watch the video and instantly go i must be a starseed i meet all of the requirements
1: yeah I- <laughs> at it's least like, i here's want the best to ver-
0: yeah here's the best version of youth of how you think about yourself you know what i mean it's like do you care about other people more than yourself mm-hmm. do you feel like maybe you're different than people do you, do you put others before yourself? Like all, all the things of like, oh, yeah, I'm so selfless. Uh, you know, I'm such a wonderful, amazing spiritual person. You are going to just assume you're a starseed. Yeah. It really does. It hijacks like all of the new agey bullshit. And then it also like just hijacks anyone who's ever felt awe and wonder at God's creation.
1: Are you a narcissist who doesn't <laughs> want to cut off their genitals for attention? You might be a starseed. Like
0: essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: exactly what this is. Yeah. Okay, so we want. I want to show you one example of channeling somebody who posted this. I think this is on Reddit. This
0: was from Reddit, yeah. yeah. All
1: right, PJ, will you read this in... Yeah, really
0: quick. Can I just talk about the picture for yeah. the people listening? So if you're listening, this is a picture of Jesus with scales on his arms uh, of gold, I, I think, and then surrounded by UFOs <sighs> floating over top of a flat earth... <laughs> uh it's
1: it's great (laughs) it's all the things
0: galaxies yeah galaxies surrounding uh him and if you scroll down it's it's this uh, whole channeling that this person did um by some guy named pedro henrique just a couple months ago Yeah, yeah yeah greetings we are the pleiadian council we're happy to be able to deliver these messages of love and hope to humanity your time to be drawing close to us is now be more mindful of your meditation and your living habits. We look forward to connecting with you, and maybe we can come to you. It sounds like a vacuum salesman. The wise master, Sanada known to you as Jesus, does not feel much closeness to be made with the stellars due to humans still paying much attention to transitory and even illusory, illusory situations in life, abandoning the spiritual side and the altruistic side with each other. Love God above all things and your neighbor as yourself, Sanadra. Governs the solar system and more diverse orbs that have not yet been discovered by our so it's just this whole message from the Pleiadians, yeah. right? And if you go down all the way to the bottom after this whole thing, it just says, also be uh also you. So it's it, here's this BS message of you know, this fake Jesus, this fake space Jesus, and how he's all about love and you're just not caring about your neighbor enough. And, and then it has a call to action. Also be a communication channel. Invite us, be on lookout for the signs.
1: Yeah you have to invite the telepathic connection in order for it to be established that's uh what is what does that
0: sound like it's almost exactly like demonic possession yeah like you can channel another being through you but you have to invite it first they need permission
1: yeah so yeah that's 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 kami kami Jesus with the exotic name
0: kami space demon Jesus kami <laughs> Eastern space demon jesus jesus
1: but but this is what we keep seeing across the board is that so many people are claiming the name of jesus and they're like jesus would do this jesus would do that the real jesus is this the real jesus is that they're just using a name that they know people generally like and associating it with whatever the heck they want to associate it with
0: every single alien cult that i've ever looked into uses jesus and then says he is something else jesus is an alien he's always an alien and the leader of the cult, and we'll, this is true of certain Pleiadian cults, we're not going to get into all of them, but the leader of the cult is, is going to claim, I am also Jesus, I am like Jesus, I am his brother or another version of Jesus, this is the Raelians, this is every, I think it was Heaven's Gate, it's like all of the the space alien cults have the same message.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this uh, comment from Hicktown Honey. She's asking, so do you think things like meditating and natural healing techniques are not good? Because I see them as gifts from God. I definitely think there's two sides to that. Yes. the David is a great example of somebody in the Bible who talks about meditating on the Word of God. He talks about meditating on good and true things. There are several verses throughout the Bible from various authors about meditating on what is good and true and beautiful. So there's nothing wrong with meditation. I it's, also
0: know faith healers, and that yeah. they're very real. Yeah,
1: Natural healing, um, I don't know exactly what we mean by natural healing, but I, I think that there's a lot of Things that are totally legit in healing that don't make the pharmaceutical companies an awful lot of money, so they're just completely ignored. Um, so, yeah, we are mm-hmm. not at all saying that those things are bad, but in the application of meditating to open yourself up to aliens or healing energies from aliens, that starts to be that starts to be bad.
0: Here, here's the thing, because the the Pleiadians talk a lot about. Natural healing about you raising your vibrational frequencies to to do some type of healing power. One thing that is absolutely true and not uh, it, it's true. I think it, you can read about this in the Bible and you can read about it in plenty of other places. Demons will heal you. Mm-hmm. Certain demons will. Heal. So the idea that healing is bad. No, I it just it's the same thing as meditation. It's like what are you meditation? What are you meditating on? And who are you asking for help? I think is is the thing, right?
1: Yeah. Speaking of help, this. We're going to get into some slightly more, well, not slightly, really difficult concepts that we could take show after show after show to get into, so we're going to try to sum them up as best as
0: possible. And some of these concepts, we absolutely do have shows planned to delve into more. So again, if your comment is, you didn't do enough of this, we're planning to. This is an overview. This is Sexy Communist Space Babes 101.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Babes the, the and of, dudes and <laughs> sexy dudes.
0: <laughs> Pleiadian space hunks and babes 101. The Thank name you. of the show is just going to keep evolving.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about how in Plei- Pleiadian lore
0: No sexy Pleiadian space they thems though. Sorry. Yeah. Can't do it.
1: Yeah. Um the Akashic records. They are the guides to the Akashic records. What are The Akashic Records, PJ.
0: So what's funny is I was studying the Akashic Records a few weeks ago, had no idea it was related to Pleiadians, but once you started telling me about the Pleiadians, I was like, oh, they're they're into the Akashic Records shit. And then it just comes up by name in a lot of the documents. But the Akashic Records is this idea that you can open yourself up to some spiritual force through prayer and meditation, and that it will take you to this fifth dimension, this other dimensional library of Alexandria in the sky, that has all of your all of the knowledge of everything everything that's happened everything that will happen everything about your life you can find out what you're supposed to do and what your purpose is and who you were reincarnated from and even the secrets that Nikola Tesla died with like all of it so it is this channeling of this space knowledge this you esoteric like space knowledge
1: astral project into space library of alexandria
0: essentially yes yeah
1: okay So they are and and because the Akashic records are so vast, the idea is that there needs to be some sort of guide to them as you explore them, seeking out all of this hidden knowledge. And immediately this idea, and it's it's not just with the Akashic Records, it's in general the Pleiadians are kind of seen as these spirit guides, directly called spirit guides, with all these links to shamanism. And and it all starts to sound exactly like all the research I did for the Tree of Life psychedelics episode if you missed it you should watch it yeah cuz it's good cuz uh, PJ didn't do it
0: answered sater says or it's an edgar casey grift edgar casey is someone that came up in our notes we're not going to be talking about him tonight but edgar casey for people who don't know was he did that was his thing is he was going to sleep and accessing the akashic records and to to your point when you search the akashic records it's the same as Pleiadians. you don't get information about what is this concept Mostly, it's all people telling you how to do prayers and meditations mm. to access them. So, but with both the Palladians and the Akashic records, most of what you'll find on the internet is not "what the hell is this shit." It's "here's how you do this" and "here's why mm-hmm. it's good."
1: Yeah. yeah. But the the concept is the same with the use of psychedelics and with machine elves. So, just for a review, when you do psychedelics and you enter this tree of life. As it's conceptualized, the role of the machine elves that you can meet there, the entities that you can meet there, is to help guide you along the branches and guide you to hidden knowledge. And their are spirit guides, and that's why there's so many of these shamanistic rituals involving psychedelics, predict, particularly ayahuasca. Um, it's it's all of this is very religious. All of this is in pursuit of not the tree of life, in my opinion, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. So that's the Akashic Records. But where do the Akashic Records come from? They originate with Helena Blavatsky and her religion that she founded with Henry Alcott in the late 1800s called Theosophy. Yes. Not to be confused with theology. Theosophy is like sophistry. It's like the knowledge of her, the study of her. Mm-hmm. Um, of Theosophy. So there we have a picture of Helena Blavatsky. She's she's she got the crazy not, eyes.
0: She is not a sexy space babe from outer space. She is not,
1: but she she's got the crazy eyes. Yeah. Like 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 real good. Oh yeah. Theosophy is this again, a super vast concept, but a syncretism of a whole bunch of religions and philosophies, occultism. Western esotericism, all the like secret society, hidden knowledge stuff,
0: Eastern mysticism,
1: Eastern mysticism, Neoplatonism, Hinduism, Buddhism, all of that, and more. It's like they just picked and choose everything they liked that involved <laughs> hidden knowledge and, and the occult and just put it together.
0: It, that is exactly what it is, yeah.
1: And we start to look at what influenced. Her, what influenced Helena Blavatsky and who she influenced. So Mahatma Kuthumi (laughs) and his writings in the Mahatma letters were huge influences on her. And he says the highest people now on earth spiritually belong to the first sub race of the fifth root race. And those are the Aryan Asiatics, the highest race. Okay, so the, the, the root race is the Aryan Asiatics and the highest race is the last sub race of the fifth, yourselves the white conquerors. So Mahatma Kuthumi is saying he's Indian and he's saying the Aryan Asiatics, which are the Indians, in his opinion, yes, are the are the root race, like the 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 core, but that the highest race is the white conquerors. That's that's some weird stuff.
0: Yeah, I could see some influences taken from that. Yeah. yeah.
1: A- and later on, he says that certain races are, quote, fallen, degraded specimens of humanity. Blavatsky herself uh, really liked to criticize the Jews for saying that their God is the only God. She said, admit that your Jehovah is one of the Elohim, one of the gods, and we are ready to recognize him. Make of him as you do the infinite, the one, and the eternal God, and we will never accept him in this character. So she's like, as long as you admit that your God is just one of many, we're fine. But if you insist that he's the only one, Mm -hmm. we're going to have problems. She believed the humans were descended from alien godmen. She wrote about lizard people. She was asexual and wanted to kill people who were attracted to her.
0: Yeah, she's militantly asexual. Well, yeah,
1: which kind of calls back to that Artemis, that spirit of Artemis. Yeah. She was also obsessed with Atlantis, but she also took some, some inspiration from this society called the Vril Society, and they talked about an angelic, telepathic master race, and she thought that their ideas were based in the truth. And... uh yeah, we're gonna talk about this that society again in just a minute, but real quick, let's just show the the symbol of her of theosophy. Yeah, so uh,
0: if you're listening, wait, wait, uh, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> there's a there's a snake eating its own tail. It's got the uroboros. It's got the star of David with an ong in the middle, and then ankh. oh an onk. and then oh a swastika.
1: Uh, yeah. It's like a big old swastika. That's day. a swastika. So um <laughs> that's awkward a, a little awkward. bit. So Helena, the, it, for people who don't know, the swastika was a was a Hindu symbol, right? Yeah. Right. It's it, it it had existed for quite some time, but she's the one who brought it into the forefront at a particular time in history, and she inspired guess who?
0: Uh Hitler. Hitler. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah.
1: So he, he, Hitler, got the swastika from Helena Blavatsky, and he got a lot of ideas from Helena Blavatsky and from theosophy and from the same people she got her ideas from, about this master that race,
0: Aryan master race.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler believed and taught that the superior race was Aryan. He believed and taught that the superior race, was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. But this is this is Hitler right here. It, it, do you notice anything?
0: About not, a lot of, not a lot of blonde hair and blue eyes. He's not. Well, He's are his eyes blue in this picture? I don't know. He's no. definitely not no. blonde hair.
1: Hitler had brown hair and not blue eyes. This is a colorized photo, so I don't want to take too much from it. But my understanding say, yeah, is that he had brown eyes brown hair and brown eyes. They look a little gray in this photo okay. in this colorized photo. Where usually when somebody preaches about like who is who is the the top they say It's me. They say them. It's
0: people like me.
1: Yeah. And instead Hitler points to something that was very different from him and i i want to understand why why that is
0: people (laughs) have brought this up for a long time and just never given an answer
1: i have to wonder let's go back to the real society yeah they said they talked about an angelic telepathic master race what does that sound like
0: sounds like the pleiadians
1: sounds like the pleiadians I kind of think Hitler was talking to the Pleiadians.
0: It's almost as if there was a real society in Germany. Yeah. that got absorbed into the Nazi Party. That is
1: exactly what happened to the real oh, society. That's, what happened to that. <laughs> that's right. That's weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now you could argue that like anybody who wanted to be okay in Germany at that time was uh, absorbed into the Nazi Party. Fine, fine, but it was there, yeah. right? These ideas were there. These ideas highly influenced Hitler. It's it's there's no question on this that he got his ideas from from Theosophy. Now Helena Blavatsky also heavily influenced people like David Icke. yes, and Aleister Crowley,
0: and Mahatma Gandhi,
1: <laughs> and Mahatma Gandhi. So that's that's weird. But let me let me back up this idea that I have that Hitler was talking to the Pleiadians. We're going to talk about Hitler's absurd luck for a second because people talk about this but they but they don't give any type of answer for it. I don't it's hard to give any type of answer for it. This is a quote from a journalist named Kirk Freeman. Hitler's uncanny luck began in his first battle. At one point a shell exploded near him. It killed another soldier, but Hitler only had a sleeve ripped away. This is this is the first of many many near miss stories and some of them you could dismiss as like yeah anyone who anyone who fought in world war one like hitler did and he joined up at the very beginning of the war so he's there for a while um is gonna have near misses they're gonna almost die a few times so not every single one is weird but on aggregate
0: yeah it's a lot
1: it's a lot and we're gonna go through them a little bit I'm going to highlight some of the most wild of these stories. There's lots of instances of gunfire or shells hitting and killing people right next to him or right where he was a couple minutes prior. Um, One of his jobs or his job for quite a while was running messages um, from place to place on the battlefield, which was a very dangerous job with a very high fatality rate. Um, He did one run to the front lines and none of his comrades uh, expected him to survive it. They were very surprised when he came back. The wildest story to me is that uh, at one point he was eating with some men in a dugout, and he—this is his own story—he heard a voice telling him to move to another dugout. And five minutes later, a shell exploded in the dugout he had been in, killing everyone in it. Mm. Um, And this luck continued into the end of World War II. He. He was wounded in World War One, just enough to be off the battlefield and to keep him safe from the rest of, of the war. Um, and there were many attempts to assassinate him.
0: Many, many, many attempts. Yeah. Which,
1: like bombs that were set up. There was one bomb that was set up on a timer that absolutely should have killed him, except that he was weirdly delayed by 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or he got there 30 minutes early and spoke to the yeah, he got there 30 minutes early, completely unexpectedly, gave his speech, and left, and then the bomb went off. Wow. Um, there was one, another bomb that was brought in in a briefcase and p- placed where it was supposed to be. And then one of Hitler's commanders was like, ah, it's in the way. So he moves it slightly behind a table leg. And when this bomb goes off, the table leg absorbs the most of the impact. Yeah. And and Hitler is minorly injured and doesn't die. There's, there's so many of these. Um, it's it's insane. Yeah, how Hitler stayed alive. I remember when I read about that voice that he heard in the dugout, mm-hmm. and I, I was in high school and I read it and I was like, this is obviously a spiritual thing. And if Hitler had been a Christian man, I would have immediately said, "Oh God, saved you." Right. And instead, I. It, that's a hard one to wrestle with. Like, why would God? Why would God rescue, um, rescue Hitler before he commits all of these atrocities? Um, but I don't think it was God. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Not at all. Um, this kind of lines up with a. There are several plebeian rescue stories that that show up. But one of the types of encounters with plebeians is like these. Um, Guardian angel type things where people say, "Well, this plebeian rescued me," but it's either the, often they just they just say the the rescuer doesn't say they're a plebeian. the the person being rescued just attributes that to a plebeian because they don't have anything else to.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it seems like somebody <laughs> saved Hitler's life <laughs> for a reason. A telepathic being that could talk directly to his mind, at least according to him. And we're going to do a whole episode like next week, right?
0: Yeah. So we're going to go into more uh, Nazi alien UFO stuff next week. So, again, like that's something we've been planning to do for a while. So we'll touch on a few more things about it, but that it, more in depth stuff like on the Foo Fighters and uh Glocka and all that stuff. So, yeah. Because that is uh, the Deglaca Glocka stuff is related to the Vril Society in a way that we're not going to get into today. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Suffice it to say, for the purposes of this argument, that there's a lot of. Rumor, story, conspiracy surrounding Nazis and UFOs. Uh, There's a lot of conspiracy about Nazis having contact with aliens, getting tech, getting ideas from aliens. Um, Even Werner Werner von Braun, who was uh, one of the German scientists, Nazi scientists, evil, evil guys brought over to the United States in Operation Paperclip in reference to, he's trying to Trying to explain where he got some of this technology, how he did it, how they did it. Right. He said, "quote We had help from them," and pointed upward. Yeah, so that's that's weird.
0: Weird stuff. That's for <laughs> sure. I also believe Werner von Braun was in the Vril Society. So
1: there you go. We've talked about this before on the Challenger episode, but it is weird that after the war. Russia and the United States both looked at all of these Nazi scientists who it could be proven did committed atrocities that they experimented on human beings, they experimented on Jewish people, they experimented on gypsies, they they did horrific things. They should have all been executed. Right. They should have all been executed. But instead, America and Russia were both desperate to have those scientists in their countries not just working with their scientific teams but heading up their scientific teams. Werner von Braun put us on the moon. Yeah. So it kind of starts to look like they had some sort of knowledge that no one else in the world had because they were talking to people talking to beings that like no one else in the world were talking to.
0: Help them access some type of records that might have yeah. some uh, information yeah. that couldn't be accessed any other way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's this is all conjecture. It's just This weird stuff. We're talking about all of the the rumors and theories around and the stuff that doesn't really add up or make sense about our historical understanding of this time period. Right. Additionally, there are all sorts of conspiracies and stories of escaped Nazis, people who were spotted in South America, communities of Aryan-looking people living on islands in South America, With super high technology.
0: And super tall and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's this thing. We're not going to get into today, but like the Friendship Island case is this thing where uh, the locals were seeing these super tall Aryan people, but they were a little too tall. They could do a little too weird of things like energy healing and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So maybe they were Nazis. Maybe they were Pleiadians. Or maybe they were a mixture of both. Yeah. Uh, But it's super weird. And they always pay people in like gold and platinum.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely do an episode. There's so much here that we could do whole episodes on. For sure. Uh, Here's another weird thing. This is is just, you know, pure conjecture. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower in February of 1954. This part is all fact. Yes. He was on a golf course in Palm Springs. He left very suddenly. He left that golf course so suddenly that the media believed he was dead.
0: And a wire actually went out saying he was dead and they had to retract it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like a whole emergency press conference saying the president's not dead. He chipped a tooth. It's fine, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's quite, the, quite the stretch going from everyone thinks you're dead to, oh yeah, he just chipped a tooth during dinner, had it fixed in the middle of the night. The next night, Eisenhower brings the dentist who he claims worked on him to a dinner. But that dentist's widow claims that he never worked on Eisenhower's teeth. And in addition, there are no presidential records of this happening. There are no medical records of it. And in case you think that that's not weird, that's super weird. There's records of every minor medical yeah, I, thing that I don't know ever happened.
0: I think it was February 9th. And this they they put in the presidential records, had a tooth work done. But they always have the dentist records, and the dentist records don't exist in the White House records or at the dentist's office. Mm-hmm. And the widow said, "Yeah, no, like he invited to this, us to this party to say he did that, but like
1: I didn't Never
0: worked on this guy's teeth."
1: So that's that's the part we know. Yes. We know that something was covered up here. Yeah, we don't know what it was, but Michael Sala, who is a really quirky guy. <laughs>
0: a nice way to put it.
1: Popularized the idea that what really happened that night is that Ike met with the Pleiadians. And they they asked him to get rid of the nukes. And he was like, no. And then they worked out a deal where they could abduct a certain number of people as long as they were nice to them. They could experiment on them.
0: Well, it's, it's a little weird. So the story, here's the part that's 100% true, right? Like, Ike disappeared on February 9th. No one knows where he went. He came back early in the next morning, and they made up this story about a suit that has no records, right? Yeah. That's all true. And I, the conjecture is interesting because there's a letter that came out two months later from a guy who was like, hey, Ike was at Andrews Air Force Base. There was there was spacecraft there. And there have been a few stories, and it, it depends on who you listen to because some of them are he went there to investigate the uh, – living aliens from the, the Roswell crash saw so, uh, the main story is that he met with the Pleiadians that night. And then there was another visit of the grays on another night. And I think that's the one where he said they could experiment on people, but it's all, it's all weird. It's like, it's, it's something that's so fascinating and interesting, but like, I'm still digging to see if there's something more than like one or two kind of yeah. people like filling in a gap of something that's definitely mysterious. Like, I want to know why he like, why, the, why the government had to lie about where Ike went yeah. for 12 hours
1: in the chat real wh grandpa is threatening to bring his 100k army i say go for it if you if you have a 100k army absolutely bring it we'll be live bring for a while lo- while longer yeah um but just know the chat here is real cool and i don't know if your army is prepared for our chat so just saying they're pretty neat people yeah they're pretty neat people so uh <laughs> I, I thought, yeah th- there can't be anything to this Ike meeting with with aliens, let's you know theme of the night, let's Google it.
0: This is my favorite Google <laughs> ever
1: <laughs> so there there's a there's an article from The Washington Post debunking this idea, right yeah, and then r- straight after Google's like it looks like there aren't many great results for this search. The results below match your search terms, but some of them, may not have reliable information on this topic. <laughs> Google's real pressed about this.
0: I've never seen this before. Like, I don't think I have, anyway. Not not like one search result, which is, by the way, the Washington Post article says, we have no idea. He definitely doesn't have the records, but, you know, it couldn't be aliens. Couldn't be and aliens. And then just... Do not read anything else. <laughs> like usually with, the, especially around like alien stuff. Like there's plenty of room for like you know kind of crazy conspiracies and like weird blogs and tabloid stuff that doesn't get put this way. I just it's so weird. It's like right at the top. It's Like yeah. this is the source. Do not read anything else.
1: It's uh yeah. Google seems real pressed. And w- yeah, yeah. whenever I whenever Google's weird about something, I'm like. Wait I believe a, it, wait a it more second. now. Wait a second, I believe it more. Just yeah. like I believe in aliens <laughs> less now that the government has started to be like, yeah, there are there are aliens. For sure. Yeah. Okay. One thing that gives a little bit of credence potentially to this idea that that Ike met with the Palladians is that Project Blue Book was at its high watermark around this time under Captain Ruppelt. RuPult, yeah. Yeah, RuPaul. Uh, This was when UFO reports were being taken seriously by the government. They were being investigated by the government. These investigations had support at high levels of power. And about a year prior to this alleged meeting with the Pleiadians, uh, wheels started to be in motion to basically stop investigating UFOs with any serf- seriousness. RuPult stepped down in August of 1953 after the Robertson panel concluded UFOs weren't re- worth the resources to investigate. In March 1954, just one month after this weird chipped tooth incident with Ike, Charles Harden takes over Project Blue Book and his position on UFOs. The guy who's in charge of investigating UFOs, his position is that anyone who is even interested in UFOs is crazy. And under this guy, it becomes the government position until really recently.
0: Until really recently.
1: To discourage reporting of UFOs and to gaslight the public about it. the the What they try to do, instead of investigating anything, is to decrease the number of reports. That was that was their objective. Decrease the number of reports by destroying the lives of people who report.
0: 100%. What's even more weird about this is that they'll put out reports that'll say, actually, only 3% of these reports had anything interesting about them, stuff like that. But if you read the reports... That's not true. You can read the Project Blue Book and see how many cases were looked into and how many they took seriously. And then the the, the shortened version that they send out to the public is like, actually, not, like it, it's lying about the report that you can read, is what I'm saying. So from 1954 till really 2017, the, the government position was, do not talk about this.
1: Yeah. Welcome, everybody who's coming in with the raid. Uh, we're weird here, and we're not going to pretend we're not just because you're raiding us. So... There's like no. How many hinges do we have right now?
0: Uh we lost them.
1: We lost the hinges. Yeah,
0: I, I think I, had, I was holding on to some, and then uh, the raid happened. And we're just they're gone. Now. They're gone now. Well, we we Welcome started in.
1: talking about Hitler.
0: <laughs> I think that ra- was. I think I think Hitler getting <laughs> alien technologies where the hinges just kind of dropped. Kind of
1: dropped off. Yeah. So I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you guys that I definitely think that Ike met with the Pleiadians. But there's some weird timing For sure. there. Um, yeah. But then, but then also weird timing to now because we have these UFO hearings where the government is basically saying or allowing it to be said very, very publicly. Yes, there are UFOs. Yes, we have found bodies. Bodies. Yeah. Weird, weird stuff.
0: One of the things that you, that we read earlier from the... Plei- I think we read this earlier from the Pleiadians was that they said that they don't want... Tell me if I'm getting ahead of you, though. That they don't want to come out all at once. Am I ahead of you?
1: No, go for it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, basically their whole thing is like... Well, no, I don't think we read it yet, though. Is it up in your documents here? Or am I getting... We can come back to it. We yeah, come we'll back come
1: to back here. to it. Okay. Because
0: okay. I have something to say on that whole government.
1: Do thing. it. So we have... I want to show you an article probably will remember, from 2020, where everything was weird. This came out when everything was so weird that almost no one batted an eyelash at it when it happened because everything in life was so weird. Chinese,
0: super viruses, killer hornets. Yeah, Yeah, the world was going nuts.
1: All right, if you could read some of this article for us, that'd be great.
0: So it says, Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist, and Trump knows about it. A former Israeli space security chief has... Sent eyebrows shooting heavenwards by saying that earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. The unidentified flying objects have ha- uh, this is a quote. The unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Haim Ashad's uh, former head of Israel's Defense Ministry Space Directorate told Israel's oh my gosh, you, you do aren't. <laughs> This YA Name. newspaper. <laughs> Name redacted. It's now it's now redacted newspaper. Redacted. Uh the interview in Hebrew ran on Friday and gained traction after parts were published in England by the Jerusalem Post on Tuesday. A respected professor and retired general Ashed said the aliens were equally curious about humanity and were asking to understand, quote, the fabric of the universe. Ashed said cooperation between or cooperation agreements had been signed between species, including an underground base in the depth of Mars where there are American astronauts and alien representatives. There is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here, he said. Ashed added that President Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrial existence and had been on the verge of revealing information, but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria. They have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where they will understand, in general, what space and spaceships are, Ashed said, referring to the Galactic Federation. The White House and Israeli officials did not immediately respond to NBC (laughs) News for a comment. Sue Goff, I think that's how it's pronounced, Sue Goff, a spokesperson for the Pentagon, declined to comment. Declined
1: to comment. And then they go into
0: boring response from NASA.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. So what this... All that that does for me is corroborate this idea that an agreement was made between the United States government and the aliens at some point to allow experimentation on humans. What do you think about this, PJ?
0: I mean... I do find it interesting that this doesn't come up, like this NBC News article doesn't come up when you search this exact terminology. It, this is one of the things that comes up underneath Google saying, don't pay attention, mm-hmm. don't listen to ABC News. They're crazy. Like yeah. ABC News would be trusted, except, except this time. Just listen to the Washington Post. It makes me think it's more true a little bit, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. So we, we are here. We are here. We need to come to some sort of conclusion about yeah. the Pleiadians. They they're beautiful. They have a, a beautiful message. They seem to say a lot of things that a lot of people really want to hear about world peace. One of the things that they really harp on is that there are bad races of aliens out there that wish harm on humans, but they're the good guys. They're, they're the good guys.
0: They're, yeah. they're here to help us. They're
1: here to help us. Save us, help us against the bad aliens, but also save us from ourselves, give us guidance to not destroy our planet.
0: Don't don't forget, saving us from ourselves includes reducing the population by 80%. Yeah,
1: to so 500 just, just million, saying. just like the Guidestones say. Weird. All right. Well, let's do a little timeline because I want to just put these put things in perspective. I'm not super good with numbers, so when somebody tells me what year something happens in, it just doesn't mean a lot to me unless I situate it. Okay. Along what other people, what other what else happens? So, World War II ended in 1945, and immediately stories start popping up about Nazi UFOs, the Nazis having alien technology. Nazis escaping and going into hiding in various places around the world, but weirdly tall, Pleiadian-like people also being spotted where the Nazis are going. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff. But you also have Nazis spread around the world through Operation Paperclip and similar programs. So You have all these Aryan Nazi ideas about blonde-haired, blue-eyed master race in Germany that gets spread out around the world. In 1945, and then in the 50s, five years later, five years later, you start to see all these encounters around the world with Aryan aliens popping up with messaging that is kind of weirdly consistent with some of the things that Hitler believed
0: yeah, that also came going back to Madame Blavatsky and the Vril Society and things like that. Really quick, I just want to say thank you, Real uh, WH Grandpa. If you guys uh, – and welcome in all of the Raiders. If you guys can see him in the chat there, go give him a follow. I'm, I'm yeah. very curious to follow uh,
1: – Real WH Grandpa. Real, yeah, I want
0: to see what his, his stuff's about. So welcome in. I see people saying things like birds aren't real. You guys fit Love right it. in. Love it.
1: Uh, don't forget to like the stream all that you guys you guys know what to do you've been here for forever yeah. um on rumble not our channel cuz clearly this is your first time on our channel i don't know how to act in front of strangers pj
0: you're 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 <laughs> wonderful you're doing wonderful no i'm
1: not okay let's <laughs> literally thousands of people thousands watch every episode <laughs> and you're like i don't know how to act in I front of strangers i don't know how to act in front of strangers okay uh i'm used to our chat i know i know um uh, they're all still here anyway jack parsons L. Ron Hubbard and Aleister Crowley do the Babylon working in 1946. So the war ends in 1945. Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard, we know that they are physically present at a cabin in the Mojave Desert doing the Babylon working. There is a question whether Aleister Crowley is just in contact with them or if he is physically there with them
0: at times. Yeah. At
1: times, also helping with the Babylon working. We've done a whole episode on this. What was it called?
0: Uh, that was part of the Challenger episode, I believe.
1: We touched on it in the Challenger episode, and then you talked about it on one of our Unhinged episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about Alistair Crowley.
0: Yeah, we had Cody Harler on uh, from Current Conversations podcast, and we did deeper dive on Alistair Crowley. I also want to say, uh, shout—you know—looking back at JP, uh, he worked directly with Werner von Braun.
1: Yes, Just J- Jack Parsons worked directly with Werner von Braun. So there's all sorts of tie-in between the people who worked on early NASA and all of this weird, esoteric, theosophy, sex magic, all of this creepy stuff. But the Babylon working, what is believed about it is that they completed the ritual, they opened a portal, and then they couldn't close it because Jack Parsons died. And this, in 1946, Times Perfectly up with when the greys start to appear and also when we start to get more Pleiadian uh, encounters. But this is when we start to hear stories about the little grey aliens that we've talked about on a previous episode. The term
0: flying saucer was coined uh, the very next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In 1947, a man named Van Tassel sets up a UFO center at Giant Rock in the Mojave Desert. Same place where the Babylon working happened. It's called the Ministry of Universal Wisdom, and it's the largest of its kind at the time. Uh, In 1952, he claimed to receive messages from and to get knowledge from um, Ashtar, uh, a Pleiadian named Ashtar. He claims to channel him, and he claims to uh, have had help accessing the Akashic records through Ashtar. Uh, this guy claimed that Jesus was just an alien, just like Bl- Bl- Blavatsky said. Um, she also brings up the name Ashtar in her writings. So this this space Jesus Pleiadian guy kind of comes into popularity in the, in the UFO movement. And because of Van Tassel, a whole bunch of people then start to say, we're channeling Ashtar, we're channeling Ashtar. Here is one example. On the screen of some artwork of this guy, Ashtar Sharan, and this is uh Ashtar Sharan, your future on Eden, channeled by Shannon Stewart. I I don't want to know what she had to say, honestly. <laughs> um, here's another artist rendering of Ashtar, very Aryan guy, um, just a very popular figure in this whole this whole saga. And then in 1947, same year, we have the Roswell crash. So 1945, end of World War II, 1946, the Babylon working happens. This portal was ripped, potentially. In the Mojave Desert. In the Mojave Desert. 1947, in the Mojave Desert, Van Tassel sets up his UFO center and starts to channel Ashtar. And... Same year, Roswell crash. And at this point, alien lore just explodes yeah. into the public consciousness. And look how far we've come, right? The, right? the government gaslit for years and years. For years and years, they ruined people's lives who said that they had had some sort of encounter. Mm-hmm. And now they've just flipped the switch and they're like, yep, aliens are real, you guys.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's a very interesting because it was those uh, six years between 1947 and 1953 that the government started to take this seriously and sending people out to investigate and they wrote books on it and they investigated green flash meteorites and they invested, investigated all these. They did try to ruin the people around Roswell yeah. even back then though.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they really ruined some of those people's lives. But then yeah, it just shuts down and for what, how how many years is that? 1954 and basically 2017? Yeah. 63 years?
1: And And then for the last few years they've slow rolled it they they didn't it feels like they're flipping a switch now but they really have been setting the stage for coming out and telling us that that aliens are real and it we've made this joke right that we were totally willing to believe the aliens were real until the government started to say that aliens are real now it's like uh now i now i don't think so but i think the problem is that they they are real beings yes but they are not good Right. And whatever the government tells us about them is not going to be true. It is going to be part of the deception. I want to compare the way that people describe the Pleiadians, these beautiful, very tall, kind of ethereal, kind of feminine energy, feminine featured people, with the concept of the fae, with fairies, in an old English mythology. In that in fairyland mythology, there's there's different types of fae creatures. Some of them are small and mischievous and malicious,
0: and maybe do anal probing.
1: And maybe do anal probing. Who knows? They they, they seem to have some more similarities with the gray aliens, little gray aliens. Some of the fae look inhuman and obviously evil and frightening, and have more in common with the reptilians. Yeah. And then some are very very beautiful and very very deceptive. Um. Some are. The kind that'll they'll draw you in with their kind of glamour on their face that, that they're they're not actually that beautiful they're just deceiving.
0: Can you explain a glamour really quick?
1: The idea of a glamour in, in fairy mythology is that the the creature is actually disgusting and horrific and 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 scary, but they they can change the way that their face looks to present as something that is very beautiful to you.
0: Yeah, one of the earliest documents we pulled up tonight said. That they can present themselves however the hell they want to. Yep. Short, tall, beautiful, normal. Yep. Blonde, however. So even in their own mythology, they're using a glamour. Yeah. That is literally what it's telling that what they themselves are channeling to people and telling them.
1: Yeah. That yeah. they can, they can put on whatever veneer that they want. Yep. They don't even say it's shape shifting. It's it's they can present however they want to. Yes, exactly. In in whatever time and shape that they want to and they can they can enter any culture that they want to and make it make sense to that culture yes tailor themselves to that culture this is what people who believe in the Pleiadians say about the Pleiadians and it matches up really really well with um, fairy mythology which makes me think that these beings have been around for quite some time
0: this is where I 100% agree with uh uh why can't think of his name right now the guy who wrote uh, Mothman Prophecies.
1: Oh, John Keel.
0: John Keel. This was his, this was his thesis back in the, what, 1970s. Yeah. He's like, look, if you look back in history, you're seeing them present themselves in all these different ways. And, and one of the most uh, apt comparisons he made to them was the Fae. And I, I think he's exactly right.
1: Yeah. All right. A couple more things. And then everyone who's used to this channel knows that we go and talk more with the chat about what we've covered. So we're going to wrap up the main part of the show, and then we will speak more directly to the chat. There's a lot of you, so we're going to do our best to get to your comments and to any Super Chats that have been sent in or get sent in. Um, I know I saw one earlier, and we're not going to miss you, I promise. So, all right. A couple more Bible verses. These are references to an angel of light. So 2 Corinthians 11, 12 to 15 says, And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds." so you you need to judge these beings by what they do and what the ends of their of what they're saying you know what the, what are well, the I conclusions i think that's the important thing right is the yeah. ends
0: right because i these these demonic beings can and do heal people they can work miracles they can give people technology they can make their lives better so it's not even just about what they do or what they call themselves it is about what is the end goal they're trying to get you to yeah. who are they trying to get you to worship and I also wonder because I want to bring this up more in the chat later because I don't want to cut off where you're going with this. Yeah, I wonder if Paul here is experiencing the early Gnostics. Yes, because he's saying they'll claim to to, to be Jesus. Or they'll claim to represent Jesus. This is what we're seeing in all of the alien myth, by the way, and all of the alien cults is they claim Jesus's name, but they're not trying to get you to listen to Jesus's message. They're actually taking you to a very different, and alternate, and opposite
1: right. message. And speaking of that, there's another set of verses I want to read from Galatians 1, 6 to 9. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but that there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven... Should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be cursed, as we have said before. So I now say again: If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be cursed. There's this warning in the Bible that these things they can masquerade as angels of light. They can appear to you and look every bit like an angel. They can look every bit like a good guy. But if they tell you something that contradicts the Bible, a different gospel. Don't listen to them. Don't believe them. Um, and I think that these warnings are very much for things like the Pleiadians that that appear. Yeah. Um, they, it's not just the Pleiadians. It's it's you know if a a beautiful creature you you think it's an angel, you think it's the Anunnaki, you think it's you know an alien race come to help you. Like any of that. If it, if it tells you something contrary to the Bible, that Jesus is just one of us.
0: Right. He's just one of the Elohim.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So back to fairies real quick. I want to show you something. For those of you who have read the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass, this is a this is a widely popular young adult series about fairies. This is how they present fairies. This is the main character, Aelin, from... from the series, she's, again, very, very Aryan, very beautiful. This is, the fairies are presented in the same way as the Pleiadians are presented. Um, With the third
0: eye and everything. With the
1: third eye and everything. Yeah. Just because someone's beautiful and they tell you they're a certain thing and they have high technology or they can do some sort of miracle or wonder does not mean that we should just listen to them. 100%.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, and it, if you guys stick around for the chat, we'll get to your uh, super chats. And I've got, excuse me, I got some more thoughts on on basically what the Pleiadians are, and we kind of kind of want to wrap up this this series where we were talking about the yeah. Greys and the Reptilians and the the Nordics or the or the uh, Pleiadians and kind of what all of this means, and what we've come to our conclusion uh, with this so far. And again, that doesn't mean we're not going to continue to talk about Greys and Reptilians and and Nordics and, and and add more to the story, but. I think we've got a lot of thoughts on it, and at least I've got kind of my uh, interpretation of what it all means and kind of like what how the deception is working, because yeah. I think that is the key behind all of this. It's it's a great deception. We keep coming back to the same thing in all three stories, that there are people who are channeling these things and opening themselves up to possession of these beings, and they're telling them a false gospel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they seem to be leading them to do some pretty bad stuff in all cases. Yeah. Uh, even including the Pleiadians. It's, it, we didn't get into a lot of like firsthand accounts, but we'll definitely be covering stuff like that in the future. Um, did you have anything to say before we read the five-star reviews?
1: Yeah. My last little point I want to make is that there's this is a theme across cults and religions. that There are so many of them that start off with, well, this angel came down to me on a mountain and told me something. Mm-hmm. This angel came down and said, well, your Bible is wrong. I got to give you a new one. Um, so many cults ha- have to do... There's a lot of alien cults. Heaven's Gate cult is... A, is yep. a lot of people died <laughs> yeah. because they thought that they were going to get taken up in an alien spaceship. So I think I think what we're trying to say at the end of the day is that all of these beings are fallen angels. Anyone who's coming and giving you a different gospel, something contrary to the Bible, are fallen angels. Um, the, the real angels... Are not, don't seem to be in the business of coming and, and saying much of anything to humans. They let God speak on his own terms. They don't speak for him. Right. That's all I had.
0: All right. Well, uh, if you pull up the five star views, we just want to say thank you guys again for coming out and watching the show. Again, uh, if you're listening to this later, we do a whole bonus segment where we talk to the audience, and you can find that on our locals channel. So if you go to conspiracypill.locals.com or download the locals app, you don't even have to pay for a membership, but you will get more stuff with the membership. But even if you just come and join the community, you can comment and and chat with us there and listen to the full show that way. uh, We just kind of leave it out of the regular part because I know a lot of listeners, they just want to hear the facts and they don't want to hear all the chat. But I think the chat is one of my favorite parts. So definitely come over and check that out. Um, And again, if you send in your five-star reviews, we will read them on the show. So we got two of them today from you guys. So thank you so much. We got Based Jenna H. who says, Based! (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love the humility you both express. I especially love the episodes when you guys go through the word. Always fun to hear other perspectives or just things I didn't catch before. I also experienced this pretty awe-striking phenomena of crazy moments of clarity, where it's like all of a sudden you see all the moments flashing before you, and the same time, tons of scripture will start popping your head, and I'm just like, oh, snap. Wait, come on. Oh, oh snap. snap. All the caps. I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and everything clicks together. Then Abby mentioned Isaiah 43, 18, and 19, and my mind was blown because the, very, uh, the first time I ever saw that verse... I was projected. It was projected on a screen at church, and sounds weird. My mind highlighted it, and after that, I realized that it's not my mind; it's the Lord, and He does that a lot with me. Pretty neat. Thanks. You, thank you guys again. P.S. Misreading Scripture through Western eyes is a great resource if you're curious. I am awesome. reading that book right now, actually. So, thank hmm. you so much, Jenna. Thank you for the suggestion. Would you mind pulling up that verse she mentioned so we? Yeah, can hang on. Really what was quick? it?
1: Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. One yeah. moment.
0: And while you're looking that up, would you change it over so I can read the other one?
1: Yeah. Ah, he's so bossy. I
0: am. Well, I'm usually the one in control of this stuff. So we have bees are real, but birds aren't with another five-star review. It says, another awesome podcast to add to the rotation. I found these guys through Blurry Creatures Podcast. I don't mean to correct you, but I I, I wonder if you mean... Um, The confessionals podcast, we've never been on Blurry Creatures, but if they mentioned us, amazing, because we we love Blurry Creatures, they're great guys, I would love to be able to do some work with them in the future, but we were on the confessionals recently with Tony, and that was a great time. It says, I love the conversational format, Christian worldview, as well as the mostly hinged uh, takes, birds aren't real
1: aren't real facts
0: love facts. It. thank
1: you elon musk tweeted that out i was like yeah i am i've started a movement <laughs> <laughs> isaiah 43 18 to 19
0: can you zoom that up or uh, uh yeah hang on it says re- there we go remember not the former things but consider uh, sorry remember not the former things nor consider the things of old behold i am doing a new thing now it springs forth do not uh do you not perceive it i will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert
1: if you're listening, Jenna, the the way that you describe that verse being highlighted for you when you first heard it, it was also highlighted for me and I don't I don't know why. For me it was the part about rivers in the desert that has continued to come back as something significant and I've never really known what it was supposed to mean for me. Um, it's just I'll just read it again real quick. remember not the former things. You know what? I'm going to read uh, slightly more of the passage. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Uh, the wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Awesome. I love, I love that. Um, thank you for, thank you for bringing that up, Jenna.
0: Yeah, thank you. And again, thank you guys so much. Uh, again, if you give us your five star reviews, we'll read them on the show, and we just appreciate you guys so much. If you're watching live, stick around, cause we're gonna.
1: This is just the intermission. All Don't right. go anywhere.
0: Don't go anywhere. God bless.